the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Hey, welcome Learn to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. Hey, listen, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about today that I that um, you know might be a little emotional for you. I understand that it's part of the. Uh, I think. How did we get here? Right? How did we get here financially? How did we get here politically? How did California go from once the greatest state in the nation to now probably one of the, if not the worst, you know, certainly there's some other states, depending if you pick a category, that may be worse in certain areas, right? I, I thought we have, we're home of uh, tech, right? Technology is here. Home of the movie industry, the television industry, home to uh, the tourism industry, maybe second to Florida, maybe not even second to Florida, maybe Florida is second to us. But with the theme parks and the places to visit, the national parks, the state parks, why is it all of a sudden that California has literally become a joke? L- literally, it's a joke. You ask anybody, and I'm with folks about uh, once a month or so from all over the country. We have a conference that we go to maybe eight or ten times a year. And everybody of all political spectrums, they think California is a joke. And so when I say that, what do I mean? When I'm talking politically, I'm talking about, uh, you know, it's standing in the country as to what it stands for. There are T-shirts made. that The T-shirts don't say, hey, don't come here from Iowa and bring your politics. They don't say that in Texas. You know what they say? If you messed up California, don't try to make Texas California. Or don't, you know, don't California cape my Idaho. Or Utah says, you know, these shirts that say, if you uh, liked it, if it was so good where you came from, why don't you go back? What is that, guys? Because as the election draws near, you're going to vote yes and you're going to vote no on these. And what they do is they create double negatives. First, the public school systems create an opportunity for you to barely learn how to read in the eighth grade, right? Starting from the mid-70s, when we didn't want to put too much pressure on our children, we were number one, number two in the nation in education. And suddenly they changed the school year. They changed what the function of education was supposed to be. It turned into both babysitting and social indoctrination. Instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic, civics, government, ask anybody, ask any uh, 20-year-old, how, do you, how does a bill, how does a law become um, uh, made in the United States? In other words, how do we create the foundation of this country, which is a rule of laws? They don't know that there's a bill, that there's a conference committee, the president or governor has to sign it. They don't know any of that. They don't care. But they can tell you about Black Lives Matter and you know Indigenous Peoples Day and this new Kwanzaa thing. Ask people what the function of education is, because you guys, you have to learn 
or it's not worth defending. It's not worth fighting for. And, you know, I can see both sides of the coin. This whole trust thing. Right. We, we trusted in the economy. Remember, we had this. There's just kind of these two tracks going on at the same time when we trusted in the economy. The stock market and we got bamboozled in twenty nine. Right. They found out people were making up phony companies, phony shares, selling them up. And then the the, the sham gentleman, lady, whoever it was in the middle of the story would start selling their shares. And as they did that, you got stuck with something that was worthless. You'd go knocking on the door. It was a boarded up warehouse. So what took place was a lot of people had no idea that Wall Street was supposed to be meant for everybody. So it scared away the little guy. So the wealthy got very wealthy. And then, you know, companies started getting involved and said, okay, we're going to create safer spaces. The laws were created. We're going to create safer spaces for the economy, for the stock market. We're going to create more uh, understandable and reasonable products. And poof, you had the 401k plan come about. The individual retirement account come about. So people would go to work, they'd wake up, they trust Wall Street, they look back, boom, they have a million dollars, they retire. Life was good. But where I'm going with this is what happened when we didn't trust our politicians in California. Because now they want to run the country. And the same philosophy, listen, we tell everybody to go solar. And then in, uh, what was it, uh, March, April, I believe, of 2018... I don't know latest numbers, but March, April of 2018, California paid other states to take our energy. When just a few months later, we had energy blackouts. In other words, we were such poor negotiators. First, we tried to sell it to them. They said, no, we're good. Then we tried to give it to them and they said, no, we're good. We don't need it. Then we said, okay, we will pay you to take the electricity that Americans or certainly that, that our Californians are overproducing. So Arizona, Nevada, they, they received energy from us and we paid them. I mean, does that not gall you? Coming off of recent blackouts, these same politicians tell you to trust them with energy, tell everybody to go solar, and then they have forest fires because they're not updating the system. Because every time Southern California Edison or Department of Water and Power try to upgrade the lines, they have to go in some protected indigenous forest with the spotted freckled, uh, you know, fish that can walk like a frog. And suddenly this, you know, uh, once endangered species is now, forget it, we can't cut this tree. There's an owl that lives in it. Surprise, it burns down half of uh, California. These are the people we want to run our national energy program? Or what about our national highway systems? Like, I don't know if you noticed, but when you drive down some highways, some highways are very clean on the side of the roads, the off-ramps, they don't have trash or weeds, and others do. Maybe you notice some highways and some uh, four-lane highways off the side of, of main freeways are wonderfully maintained, and others aren't. Because in the, in the state of California, like most states, the highways have, there are federal highways, there are interstate, intrastate, meaning they stay within the state, like the 14 freeway does not go beyond the state of California. That's why the sign looks different 
than one than for example the five freeway that goes all the way north there are roads and highways and bridges that are the responsibility of the state the county some are responsibility of the federal government so the state of california says we have a huge highway system and so that's why we have a higher gas tax that's why you pay higher car registration but have you noticed the roads that are maintained the worst are the ones that are owned by the state or controlled and responsible, the responsibility of the state of California. Just look it up. Why is it that you are working your tail off? You choose to stay here. You're going to live in a smaller house, live in a less financially secure area because you say, listen, I want to stay in California when I retire. I'm not going anywhere. My kids, my friends, my family, my church, Everything is here. I don't want to leave. I don't want to start over at my age. Okay. So you are living a less successful financial life. And your car gets beat up. I mean, there's studies that show it over and over again. New tires, new brakes, new struts. Needed because of the roads. So what are they doing with that money? Now they're going to ask you in this election, give me more money. We want more money. Because that's the problem. You see, our education... The problem is we need more money. I, I understand not all teachers are the same. Come on now. All educators are not the same. All schools are not the same, right? Do I have to do what uh, Dennis Prager does? Some people, some good people on left, some good people, some bad people. Let's play maturity for just a second. I want you to get this. If you make 80000 a year plus as an educator and you work eight and a half months a year and you have a fully paid pension... And you, you work, what, eight, nine, seven hours a day? I don't know. What's the math? Right? No, normally, you don't get paid for your lunch break if you're a normal employee. So what do you start at? Now, now they made it, what, eight o'clock? You can't start before eight o'clock or something with this new law. Thank you, Governor. And the kids are, are done by four. That's eight to four. Add in their breaks and a lunch break. So seven hours. Oh, but they have to do work at home. Uh, guess what? Surprise. I own a business. I have to do work at home. How many of you have to do work at home? Everybody has to do work at home or you get more efficient or you learn to be better. Right? I mean, that's what we all do. But I love my teacher clients. You guys work your tail off. You're always put in a bit, very poor spot because the state puts mandates on you. But surprise, the state of California folks that are left behind because they can't afford to leave are paying for your pension. So when you retire and you leave the state of California with a pension that very, very few Americans ever get because they don't give them anymore and you work eight and a half months out of the year, that means you have a two... That doesn't include vacation, by the way, guys. Uh, you realize you get another two weeks vacation. So really, you probably work eight months out of the year. Good people. The system is screwy. Because you let the unions take over. Not what's best for the children, but what's best for the teachers. And I love the teachers. But you can't tell me everybody there thinks the same as the far left teachers union does. But they want to run your education system now across the country. Failing schools. Less than 50% of those that graduate in inner city schools. Some say the number is much, much less. Less than 50% that those graduate can even read at an eighth grade level. 
can even tell you the three branches of government, can name at least three out of the nine Supreme Court justices. Go back and name me the last five out of ten presidents. I don't know. You don't have to be in even an order. Just give me five out of the last ten presidents. Civics. You see, if they keep you about your color, then the school's job is to make you angry. It's to create a lifelong victim. And when you do that and they say, now we want to run the country, you're going to have a country of a bunch of angry people that think everybody belongs in their corners, in their boxes. You can go back 12 years ago on my radio shows when Harvard started doing the uh, separate black graduations. I thought, are you kidding? My parents taught me that everybody was the same, that you never judge anybody based on the color of their skin. But if they're a nice person and you could play with Jimmy, he, he plays fair, then he's a nice person. If he doesn't, then he's a bad guy. I mean, come on. Susie, what's the, what's the difference? We didn't even know that there were different colors. Not until much, much later in life because our neighborhood was so eclectic. But now you go to a, fi- a fifth grader or a fourth grader and they'll start telling you about black and white and uh, Hispanic. We were just taught Americans of Mexican descent, Americans of Lebanese descent. That's Ronald Reagan's quote. Right. All of a sudden, we have the state of California between Gavin Newsom, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, Kamala Harris. You realize all of them are from San Francisco? I mean, have you not seen a power shift that the city of San Francisco will run the country? And all you have to do is go up there. You can take a train, go for a day, walk along Embarcadero, walk along, uh, you, you know, the Fisherman's Wharf, the places that they, that they hold up as the, one of the most beautiful. And, and listen, you can go to some of these parks and look out over the, the sea and the bay. It's just incredibly gorgeous. It's probably one of the prettiest cities I've ever been to in my life. Just don't look down or take a deep breath because there is raw sewage everywhere. They lay out food for people like they're cats. Somebody goes and buys a, a bucket of, of noodles and they just set it down like, honest to goodness, like cats on, on, a, on a brick wall, on a, you know, a retaining wall. And we saw this over. I thought, oh, somebody walked away and took the bus and left their, left their lunch. And we started seeing this over and over. Instead of being humane, taking people off the street, cleaning them up, getting them the mental health they need, getting them showers and safety and medical care, they think it's humane to let them roam the streets. That's who will run the state of California. They're doing it. And that's who they want to run the country. Highest debt in the nation. They want to continue to run that. That's fun. State teachers' pension is about... $220 $220 billion upside down. That means of all the money we need, minus $220 billion from that. The Cal, uh, Cal, that's the, the CalSTRS. CalPERS, which are the Caltran workers, uh, a lot of deputy sheriffs, state government workers, that's about another $220 billion upside down. I mean, do you understand? Guys, their fiscal management... Didn't stop at, well, wow, we just hit $100 billion. All right, guys, we need to fix this. It, it, there wasn't any kind of self-reflection. Wow, we just hit $50 billion. $50 billion, we need to, all right, we're going to stop. We're going to make some changes. We're going to figure this out. 
$50 billion. No, no, no. We're at $440 billion. I think part of this challenge, why they have to challenge the president of the United States, I'm going to cover that at the bottom of the hour when we come back, why I think there's such an economic push to keep you poor, to keep you suffering, to, to give you something else, another shiny object to look at and not the destruction of the states and of the Democrat Party. I think the reason for doing that is simple. It's the mismanagement of everything. City, county, state bonds are about $500 billion. That means they owe $500 billion. And the only way they can pay it back is to tax you or to tax a service or a product. Well, if you that's making money leave, then how are they going to do that? So the governor proposes, we're going to tax you for the next 10 years when you leave California. It's, it's like it's an indentured servitude, right? You have to buy from the elite. You have to buy your freedom. You really think that's going to happen? You really think the Supreme Court's going to allow you to have this leash around your neck for the next 10 years as you go to the next state or you, you travel or you live abroad? Come on. When you have 50% plus of kids, and I'm generous, it could be a lot higher than that. 50% of the public school kids in the United States, or certainly in California, cannot figure out an entire civics lesson on their own. I'm talking an eighth grade civics lesson when they are in 12th grade. So they don't know. They think they are subjects, like the king and queen. They think the state, the federal government, is designed to give you or me the freedom when they see fit. So when you are saving and you are investing and you're putting money aside, a lot of people are saying, I'm not going to invest in California in companies that are headquartered in California because now we have to do, hold on to your shorts on this one. Now we have to do the, the board members that sit on the board. There has to be a percentage of women on the boards. Now, at first glance, you say, well, that, that's kind of fair. But I go, wait, 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 wait. If they can tell me that I, can, that I have to have a certain amount of, uh, of percentage of, of people on the board of directors, what else can they tell me? Well, remember you guys called me alarmist? Remember just a few years ago when they were banning plastic bags? And I was all up in arms. I don't know, it was eight, ten years ago in California. Banning plastic bags. And I said, you guys, this is just the beginning. They're testing to see if they can get you a little bit further down the road, a little bit further down the road to see how far until you push back. Because you would never leap to say, we're going to take away your health insurance. You would never do that. You would never leap and take, take the step to say, we're going to you know, make you wear a mask. And, and that's it. You're going to have to wear a mask everywhere you go. You would never do that. You would, you would burn them in the middle of the street. But if we scare you with your health, if we scare you with a few other, oh, oh, hey, wait, now you're willing to do all sorts of things. You see, because here's why the change occurred. You see, in, in late February, Nancy Pelosi, Fauci, our, our U.S. Surgeon General, everybody was saying, do not wear a mask. Now, listen, they've studied coronavirus for 20 plus years, more than that, probably. They know it. 
They know it very well. They understand it. It's been around for a very long time. This one is a bit different, of course, but they're all about the same. So they were everywhere. Don't worry. Go to Chinatown. Go visit your friends. Have a wonderful, happy Chinese New Year. Every, everybody was great. Happy, happy. President Trump, you know, a month earlier, banned the flights. They spent a month de- uh, demeaning him and calling him racist names and everything under the sun. And then, third week in February, court cases lost. And it was a federal appeals court that said President Trump can now deny funds to sanctuary states. Right before they tried it, he was sued. Federal appeals court, virtually unanimously, meaning both sides said, uh, you know, Republican and Democrats said the president does have the right to deny funds to sanctuary cities. Now, you realize that six, five, six days later, oh, healthcare state of emergency, the world is ending. A million to two million people are going to die. This, and now you're going to wear your mask. Now you're the economy that was thriving where both left, right, and center all said, you know, I don't have to agree with the president 100% of the time, but he's doing a pretty good job. Now they start, only way they can undermine the president is to undermine the economy. And in their own words, they picked an old white guy who is literally just the stand-in. You guys know this. Even my friends that are Democrats shriek behind the scenes when they see him talk about running for U.S. Senate. Or he's, he's happy to be in Iowa when really he's in Ohio. Or he gives a web address that's incorrect. You know, w- I will slash Ohio. Doesn't exist. And, and you see that they put in a straw man. Somebody who they have to keep in the basement because you wouldn't vote for him normally. In a normal debate scenario, in a normal uh, world where, where you have the media questioning, what's your economic plan? How are we going to get out of all this debt? What about the state of California? How are you going to hold them accountable? You see, when President Obama lent uh, uh, Governor Brown and the state of California money, they had to pay it back. So they find me and you, whoever has employees, whoever owns a company, they find us $150 per employee at the beginning of the year to pay back this loan. We couldn't pay it back after year one. Uh, Toyota, uh, all of those companies, Toyota, um, uh, Frito-Lay, they, they left. Pepsi, we're done. Allstate Insurance, we're starting to move out. Everybody started finding other places to go. Because it wasn't just the first year when California told everybody, trust me, we'll pay it back. Not true. They did not. And then what they did, simple. The next year, it was $175. The next year, $200 per employee, they fined me. So all of my employees, whoever I had working for me, I had to pay $200 for the privilege of having people work for me. In addition to all the other employment taxes that an, that an owner or business owner has to pay. Nestle moved out. 9,000 companies moved out. They took massive amounts of monthly and annual wages that would have been taxable in the state of California, and they removed those. That's why I told you early on, when we saw this trend happening, we are now going to have a massive, I think it's going to go bankrupt. Now, before you lose your head and say, the state of California cannot go bankrupt, you could call it 
whatever you want. You can call it a reorganization of the systematic of the Scooby-Doo. I don't care what you call it. California will not pay its bills. It will have to renegotiate all of its contracts. If you have a pension and it's not funded well, you probably will have to renegotiate or somebody will at some, maybe 65 years or not younger, or I don't know. And you're going to see a complete default in some or all of its debt. We already see it. And because the president, the federal government was allowed to deny California and Connecticut and New Jersey and and New York and Rhode Island, all of these other states to deny them sanctuary money, they were going to be forced to go into default because no longer will the federal government give them money. They will no longer sit there and go to big grandfather or, or daddy and say, give me more cash. That is why the systematic attack is on the president across the board. There's many reasons. This is the primary one because the books will be forced to be open and California is going to suffer. When we come back, I'm going to talk about trust, economic trust, and why I see the problems that are happening behind the scenes with you and me. With the the whole coronavirus, the trust, what do we see? 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Give me a call at 888-99-RETIRE. We'll be right back. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a... Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Hey guys, welcome back to the program. Triple eight ninety nine retire eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Okay, we're talking about your family's finances and some of the stuff that I see that are happening as you know the political season is is getting fairly, uh, I guess, heated up. What happened with this generation? You see, the younger people of today are being groomed. They're being groomed for lots of reasons to give up power and rights, that freedom is not as important as safety. They're being groomed that equality is more important than success. And they're being groomed to, to feel like victims. And you can't have a victim without a perpetrator. So they are being groomed to start breaking down society into, into pockets. In other words, to segregate again. What's the difference? Where did this occur? Well, here's my analysis, just my thought, I guess. I was looking at a legacy of trust and confidence. And a legacy of trust and confidence that I saw that began to be uh, undermined, believe it or not, is President Nixon. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not saying the whole story was ever told in any of these cases that I'm going to cite. But President Nixon started that undermining of we don't trust the man, we don't trust the government, right? The 60s really laid the foundation for it. Don't trust anybody over 30, right? That was the mantra. President Nixon came in and it became from a local and a personal thing to a political and a national distrust. And then President Carter comes in and is probably a great man. I think he still teaches Sunday school now and again. I think a wonderful human being, but a milquetoast of a president, a man who read every single bill top to bottom, didn't trust anybody, didn't delegate very well. And when the Iranian hostages were taken, 
he backed down. That began the beginning of the bulliness against the United States. Instead of being an, uh, an equal opponent, they thought, oh, they're, they would elect somebody who is weak. And the American people knew that. Why do you think Ronald Reagan was elected in a landslide? What was there, one state that was lost? Because Americans said, we're not willing to give up our moral authority in the world. We're not willing to give up with all the imperfections of this country. So we're going to elect a Ronald Reagan. And he won not once, but twice. Handedly won. But he wasn't without faults because the Iranian, the Iran-Contra hearings. And the Democrat power base decided, as well as the Reagan administration decided, that they were going to have a scapegoat called Oliver North. They were going to go after members of his team and started picking off those. Well, we saw, you know, some movements occur. Bill Clinton comes along and he's now the first, I don't trust anybody, 1960s kid to be president, right? What do they call him? Baby boomer. And do you think he had any uh, trust issues, any honesty when he looked at you, the American people? I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, lying under oath. The tape he hoped and thought would never get released, and it was. And we lost respect. And people were saying, oh, the president, you don't have to like him. He's not your moral compass. He's just the president. Republicans lost that argument. Right? We thought it was the moral authority, and we lost. Okay. And now we play the game. Now we play their game, don't we? With President Trump, but I move ahead a little too quickly. And then we saw what took place with Bush number two, WMDs. Right? Hey, they're, they're everywhere. They're all through. Now, listen, Iraq did have them. The, way, the reason we know that is we sold it to them. So we knew what they had. And we had spies there. It just wasn't to the same numbers. They added a couple zeros. And they were using phony trucks as if, because in the Arab world, to understand the Arab mindset, as a, as a half-Arab guy that I am, there's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of machismo. There's a lot of uh, uh, arrogance that has to be shown in that region or you will be uh, deposed very quickly. You have to be mean. You have to be tough. You have to be forthright and confident or you'll be overthrown rather quickly. And the United States couldn't see the difference between the talk and the what was real. Now, I, I can't imagine that the attempted plot to assassinate George Bush the first that was laid out by Saddam Hussein had anything to do with George Bush Jr. wanting to overthrow this guy or to kill him. I mean, listen, if you want to pick on my dad, it's not a good day for you. And I would oppose, I, I would assume you would be the same. So that was Bush too. To top it all off, listen, we had a chance. We had a chance. We had the first biracial president, half black, half white. And I'm using the, the left's language. To me, he was just a president. But the first biracial president comes in, and he had a chance to unite everybody, to say the era of victimhood is over. He had a great speech. Candace Owens brought this up the other day and said, listen, the speech that said, if I, he was asked, if you think you lose, is it because you're black? And he said, listen, if I lose, it's because I didn't run a good campaign or communicate my message to the American people. He all but shut the door on this racism that's systemic. 
all but shut the door on it. And Americans voted him not once, but twice. Handily. Not quite the same as Ronald Reagan, but pretty darn good. And yet he lied to us. Bad. Cost you money. Now, this is the first one that cost you lots of money and your health. What was it? You could keep your insurance and keep your doctor. I've told you my story. $872 a month. Me, my wife, and three children with a $4,000 deductible. Four years later, it was $3,690 a month, something like that. Right around $3,700 a month with a $12,000 deductible. Now, remember, you have to make more than that because you make money, pay taxes, then what's left, you can pay for your insurance. With the 12000 so basically a $1,000 a month deductible I had to budget because with three kids, we're going to the doctor. So my insurance was almost $60,000 a year when just before that, it wasn't even, I don't know, what, nine, uh, seven, uh, 15000 maybe? From $15,000 to sixty. So how do you make a living How do you provide for your family? Well, you have to go to the government. You have to become the government's system where all of a sudden you are required, you're owned, you're you're a part of them. They are are part of your life and you need them. It's called Obamacare. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Can you give me can, you, can, can I have health insurance? How many states in the union, how many counties only have one Obamacare option plan? That's it. One. One provider. And so you either have to go back and pay what I pay or you get stuck in the Obamacare plan. So that dishonesty, that cost us money and our health. All right. History lesson's over, Mrs. Harris. Now let's come and talk about President Trump. He comes along and here's what he says, which is amazing. He says, hey, guys, the swamp has been here. These people are lying to you. Everybody lies to you. This is a big scam. I don't need to do this. I'm going to do it for you. I'm already a billionaire. Right. He does it opposite. He makes money and then becomes president. Not like the Clintons or the Obamas that become president and then go and make money like millions of dollars. Trump, the first time someone in his position exposed and highlighted the previous people's lies. Both sides. Why do you think the Bushes hate President Trump? They thought Jeb was entitled to the nomination. They didn't want to be exposed. So that is why both sides went after him. It's the reason that when he made his promises and he kept them, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to you and me and our families. So we have to have governors like this that tell the states the way it is. Listen, there's some ugliness on our side of the party. We're going to bring it out. When he did that, when he exposed John McCain, not as a man, he's a great guy. Biggest mistake he made was was criticizing the man's service. He shouldn't have done that. He served more than both myself. I mean, I did on the police department, but I was not in the military, let alone at a time of war. 
Senator McCain, John McCain, should be honored for that. But as a politician, he was worthless. As a presidential candidate, he was feckless, just just there. Right? Bob Dole and John McCain were the exact same thing that President, that uh, Vice President Biden gets, which is, all right, you're one of the old guys. You've been here forever. We're going to give you your shot. So they did it as a favor, kind of cashing in chips. That's why Bob Dole ran, not because he had a good campaign or a good message, but that's why they put him up. It's why they put John McCain. I mean, listen, he paid his dues. He was a loyal party guy. It's now his turn. It's the same thing with Biden. Why do you think somebody like Oh, gosh, what's the Hawaii Hawaii congresswoman? I'll remember her name in a minute. I actually really liked her. Fighter pilot, Navy fighter pilot, I believe. Very smart lady. Somebody who knows what she's doing, who understands, but she's a Democrat. If they would have put her up against President Trump, uh, that would have been a tougher battle. But all of a sudden, President Trump exposes the lies and he basically flattens the government, gets rid of regulations. Now, guess what happens to your money? Remember, I covered the first half an hour what we saw California doing. They're taxing, taxing every single layer. I was just in, uh, in uh, Nevada, Las Vegas and in Utah and both places. Guys, let me tell you, it's a dollar less per gallon of gas plus a dollar less, at least. And not only that, the sales tax is about 25% less. That means they collect a quarter less. The income tax is about half, or in Nevada's case, nothing. So where is it that you guys, where are we spending the money here? Every time we turn around, they call it a weather tax. And they think they, they, they have us, you know, sit in line, stand in line. Thank you, sir, for, for letting me live here. And I can tell you as somebody who knows this personally, Countless state politicians on both sides of the political spectrum do not plan. They will not plan. They have already homes outside of California. So they've built a place that and they set in motion and then they jump off the train and they move out of state so they don't pay taxes in the state of California. These same politicians move. They have homes in other areas. They leave the state of California that they've created for you. Listen, if you don't want to start taking back the state, then just get pack your bags. Because every time I turn around, there's another study. There's one out uh, this week from Fox Business. These are the best places to retire and live in the United States. And they have different matrices. You know, Colorado and Texas, Florida, right? Bunch of cities in Florida. Here's where you should live. But you know that Texas and Florida have zero income tax. Colorado is lower. Now, it's a pretty purple state. So you might want to look and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to jump from the frying pan into the fire. I don't want a place where they're just going to give away stuff for people just for existing because we're seeing that. We're seeing if you breathe, you get paid. And so I think a lot of times people don't realize that the system is designed for you to keep your money. Look, Florida does this really well. And they were made fun of for years. They said, hey, come to our state and we are not going to tax any of your retirement income. And here's what you do. You come to the state, you spend money, but you don't take a job. Meaning every time you turn around, you are providing jobs. And those people that work have extra money to do what? To turn around and spend. And then they provide jobs. And the state of Florida says, well, we, we have a property tax and we have a sales tax. 
So we're going to tax you. We're still going to get our money. We have to pay our bills. But if we don't step on it, if we don't stand in front of you in this transaction, when you go to buy something and now you turn around and now you receive the money for that and then you turn around and you go buy something. You see, California steps on the circulation of money. It's called velocity. As the money circulates from my hands to somebody at a dry cleaner, to a nail salon, to a restaurant, to a liquor store, back to a a grocery, right? As that circle of dollars, how far can that dollar get before sales tax and income tax brings that down to zero? Well, in states like Nevada and Texas and Florida and Tennessee and Washington State and Alaska, what they do is they create this circular route of money. And it continues to live. Look at all of the politicians. They're always Democrat politicians. They come up and they say, we are now, we, we just want to put a 1% tax. That's it. 1%. And man, do people come out of the woodwork screaming and yelling, no, no, no. Because here's what happens. When it's just 1% now, soon it'll be one and a quarter because it's for the children. It's for the children, people. The reason we have a lotto is it's for the children. Oh, wait. Did I just say that we we have 50% of them can't read? Right? 80% of them don't know the last 10 presidents? What what do you mean? It's for the children. And when there was a proposal put in place to pare down our Caltrans, because there were 3,000 jobs that were overlapped, People were being paid to sit in that last corner office to just drive around in a truck to work four hours, at least look like they were working four hours, but really paid for eight. Not everyone. Before you send me nasty letters, everyone all the time, everywhere, never. Come on, grow up. But when you are paying layers of people and the state assemblyman at the time says, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to put it forward. Gets a report back from the union, from the Caltrans, and says, whoa, you know how many dues we're going to be missing now? You know how many dollars that's going to cost us? And listen, that means we're not going to have enough to donate to campaigns. So listen, you could lay off those, you know, know, uh, depreciate those 3,000 jobs, right? Have them slowly go away because of quitting and firings, and we're just not going to duplicate the jobs. No, no, no. Sorry, no money for your campaign. And the Democrat assemblyman came back and said, sorry, guys, that's not going to work. He said, but, but we're, paying, we're paying for 3,000 pensions and health care plans and 3,000 extra jobs. And, and these are people that could work in other jobs so we don't have to fill. Nope. Sorry. So what happens is it, it's pretty straightforward, guys, because these people turn around and they end up doing what? Well, we have to trust the government. You see, the moment you start getting a little bit more independent, both financially and otherwise, they start grabbing leashes on your neck. They start grabbing uh, ankle bracelets on, right? As soon as you can get on a, on a Southwest Airlines for $39 and fly to another state so you can live in Henderson, Nevada or in Phoenix, and you could wake up in the morning at seven o'clock, take your shower, get out of the house by 8.30, catch a 9.30 flight, and be to visit your grandchildren by 11 o'clock, 12 noon. And then you turn around and you're back home for dinner, which is about the same thing you would have done had you lived two cities over anyway. And now you could do it with ride-sharing programs like Lyft and Uber. 
and a $69 one-way trip, $39, right? right? You could FaceTime. You could be in Wyoming and pay no income tax. All of a sudden, California goes, "Uh uh-oh. We used to keep your prisoner here. We've opened up the gates. You could get on your car. Now you could use solar. That means you don't even have to pay for the gas tax. And you just get on and go, go. So people are having multiple residences, multiple locations that they live. And as long as you're living in another place six months in a day, I don't know, maybe maybe more, maybe less, you check with your CPAs. But if that is happening, you're looking to do a couple of things. Simply what? Well, folks, surprise. Retirees, middle income people, they're moving. And they're saying, listen, I'm no longer a resident of California. Stop taxing me. And you guys continue to vote for these silly propositions. Take a look at them. I filled out my ballot last night, my sample ballot. I went through it. Send me an email. I'll tell you what I'm voting for if you if you care, if you want to know. I'll tell you what I'm what propositions I think are legitimate or not. Usually I vote no on everything. Until they started doing this double negatives, right? This is going to pass unless you say yes. Oh, well then I'm going to say yes, which really means no. Now, first of all, you should be insulted because they understand the people that write these. And don't be surprised. Nearly all of them are Democrat. Listen, not not Democrat liberals. No, no, no. Far lefties. Trying to give, uh, you know, illegals this and and uh, and uh, felons that and child molesters this. And now you can uh, write. It's not really child molesting as long as there's 10 years or less between you. So it could be, you know, 15 and a 25 year old. And I mean, do you think those are honest to goodness? Do you think those are conservative values? Right. You want to be tolerant. And then eventually you, you look left and right and you're in the corner. You have to vote for these things and, and get rid of them. But here's what they did. They know that you're in eighth grade education. They know that most people don't know how to read. It's certainly not deduce or understand. So what do they do? They put these double negatives, fancy big words that only a law school student would really understand. And they put this together and surprise. Let me share something with you. Right? They mail these ballots out to everybody. My mom and dad's house, there's two people that live there. Why do they receive four ballots for two different people? At my house. There's one child that lives in another state, has been in another state, registered her car in the other state, driver's license, registered to vote in the other state uh, two and a half years ago. Surprise. Why is it that we received the ballot for that child? I mean, do you not do you not realize when they send the ballots everywhere, their goal is to delegitimize the election to say, listen, democracy just doesn't work. This republic we have, look, we tried it. So you dilute the system. You make it so horrible. You make it so uh, questionable that nobody turns around and says, well, maybe it still works, but the silly stuff that you keep doing, because the moment you bring it up, it's like, ah, suppress the vote. Racist, racist. Here's my proposal. Ready? I want you to tell, write every single member of Congress. Simple. 
You show up to a polling place with ID, and they use your right thumbprint on the ballot. Super simple. So if I get two of them, I know exactly who you are. Why? Because your driver's license has your thumbprint, remember? Now you go, but what about vote from home? I'm in a wheelchair. I can't do it. No problem. No problem. You sign the ballot and you use your right thumbprint. They have those little disposable things. You peel back and you put your thumb down and it's now the thumbprint. You close it back up and it secures the print so it's not smudged. And now we know that thumbprint with that signature at that address is a legitimate vote. It's over. Done. They do it in Afghanistan. Remember those purple fingers? And in Iraq, those purple fingers, the first time some people had a chance to vote ever in their life, and they stood in line for hours for that purple finger. Well, this, so they wouldn't vote twice. That's the whole idea, right? For us, it's simple. Fingerprint on the, on the ballot. So if you're going to vote for any of those extra people, that, those ballots that come to your house, well, then you have to put somebody's thumbprint on there and somebody's going to jail. For voting twice or for being of underage. This all affects your retirement. Listen, our job is to protect your money. During this crazy time of the election, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows. God, God knows and God is the only person we can trust. And so we pray that this goes smoothly and that it goes to survive this, uh, to, to make this country survive. I pray you are a healthy and strong person. And don't be afraid every time they turn around, mask this and mask that. Right? You and your family, use your common sense. You're riding alone in a car, like the lady next to me at the stoplight the other day with a mask on, with uh, gloves on and a sweatshirt. Windows are up and she's by herself. She was a normal person before all this happened, at least on the edge of normal. <laughs> Something happened. So be strong. If I can help you financially, guys, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Have a blessed weekend. has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arab Hallaby. Now.